Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian, and today we're going to review the film Lift on Netflix. And this film stars Kevin Hart as Cyrus. I always struggle with her name, <laughs> but <laughs> Gugu Bathara, maybe, as Abby, Sam Worthington as Huxley, Vincent Donofrio as Denton, Ursula Cabrero as Camilla, Billy Magnuson as Magnus, uh, Young Ji Kim as Mison, and I gotta say Jacob Batalon as N8. But this film is about. A master thief is wooed by his ex-girlfriend and the FBI to pull off an impossible heist with his international crew on a 777 passenger flight from London to Zurich. So what did you get from the film? Lift. You know, I'm happy for Kevin Hart. He's reached a level of stardom where he can just put his name on anything and it makes money. So it's good for him. Um, it also means not every movie is going to be a hit. <laughs> it's a Tyler Perry uh, effect, but this is it. That, he's getting there, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't a bad movie at all. It was it was creative, but it was the the typical heist movie. Um, you know, this is dangerous. I'll do it alone. No, you're not, my captain, my captain. Um, I'm the captain now. There's a <laughs> there's a there's a brains. There's the guy who puts it all together, there's a tech guy, and uh, lots of um, plot convenience that makes it all possible and um, adds some some stressors, but nothing too crazy, nothing too surprising. Some questions, I think, are unanswered. You know, there's some things are like, oh, we did this, that, and that. How, though? I don't think so. <laughs> Not possible. Um, a lot, of, a little bit of movie magic to make this uh, work, but all in all, it's entertaining for the most part yeah um i think it's one of those that i mean i guess it's like any other heist film it's nothing groundbreaking just uh you know people coming together to steal something and get a get a reward at the end and um this isn't really a jokey kevin hart now i don't watch all of his films I'm not sure if he's done films like this more recently as mm -hmm. far as like not doing a lot of jokes, but he seems pretty serious in this, you know, he's the main guy, but really I thought this movie was fine <laughs> and he definitely <laughs> has reached that level to where, you know, he's a huge star. He's in you know, all types of movies and I don't know if you've listened to it, but, the um 
podcast with Monique just recently with Shannon Sharp on yes. Club Shay Shay. <laughs> and also I guess Club Shay Shay, the new Wendy Williams show. <laughs> Did you hear what um D.L. Hughley said about what Shannon Sharp is? I... Oh, and no, not about what <laughs> Shannon is. Well, he well, I mean, you pretty much just said it. He's Wendy with weights. Oh, well, he did. <laughs> yes, yes, Wendy with weights. I did see that quote, yeah. Because a lot of people made that comparison. Because the show is pretty new, but um, he's, he's bringing some interesting folks on. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a gossip drama type of thing. I, well, I, th- I guess it's turned into that. But um... Exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah they've had their gripes with Kevin Hart and I guess maybe he's rising star and not lending a hand or helping them get to where they are right now. But, um, I think he's definitely reached that point where he is an A-lister and I mean, he can pretty much, you know, sprinkle some Kevin Hart on it and people are going to come. Um, yeah, like the Tyler Perry effect with <laughs> Medea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm not mm-hmm. sure if he's writing all his stuff like Tyler Perry would, but no, <laughs> but he's definitely all over the place, and you definitely have to commend him for that. You know, he's risen all the way from the bottom where he was like a side character on like Soul Plane and um, mm-hmm. Scary Movie Three. <laughs> Do you remember him in that? I do. He had like the really tiny part. He's kind of like the hype man. <laughs> he has a lot of interesting. He has a lot of interesting roles um, early in his career. It's like, oh, didn't realize he was in that. Yeah, I mean, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Cat was funny. I don't know. He just all of a sudden became popular. Why was he that funny? I don't know. Um. I'm not sure if I've ever like bursted out laughing from something that he's done, like a movie. And I don't really watch stand up, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever just been like, oh man, I was just so funny. Like, re- really, Kevin the comedian. The best. <laughs> what are you saying? So you, never, you never thought to yourself, wow, Kevin Hart's just the best. No. Can't wait to see this movie. No, Kevin not at Hart. all. I mean, he's definitely talented, but I've I've never been like, man, he's just so funny. The one comedian that I really think of that way, and I haven't really watched any of his recent stuff, but Dave Chappelle, especially the Chappelle show. Mm -hmm. Classic. There's some people who just breathe and they just can inspire laughter. And Dave Chappelle... I put Dave Chappelle and Cat Williams in that, that category. They can just talk about anything and make it hilarious. I mean, I haven't really kept up with Cat Williams. Um, I mean, I've definitely seen some of his stuff, like some of the movies mm-hmm. that he's been in. But yeah, definitely. I mean, even with like in the Boondocks, a pimp named Slick. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> just, just his voice is funny. Hilarious. <laughs> Oh, just hilarious. I mean, what he was saying about um, what Jonathan Majors. 
<laughs> Kang the Conqueror. If they can take down Kang, when the last time they told you this kind of man was attractive? <laughs> he just really went in on him very hard. Yeah. <laughs> he did not have to. No, he had nothing to do with the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> really, I was thinking, I was like, he it's watches kind of Marvel. Curious. He he... <laughs> he knew the lore. He was into it. Sometimes, I mean, even though these movies have made so much money, sometimes I'm surprised that some of the people who have watched these things or are interested in it. Yeah, you forget. I mean, it's it's popular on all fronts. Yeah, but <laughs> just the way that he said it, Marvel will take you off there so quick you want to be able to read a comic book. <laughs> now, I, even then, you know, I watched that and I watched Monique's uh, Shay Shay interview. Um, Kay, uh, Cat Williams was hilarious in the interview. Hilarious. Yeah, it, his voice alone just sells it. Right, he's very good at that. <laughs> um, but as far as Kevin Hart, you know, he's talented. He's worked his way up from the bottom, and he's right at the top. So definitely got to commend him for that. Um, and he keeps going pretty hard. And uh, as far as this film, Lift, it's just like any other heist film that you've seen before. Different people are hired for different roles, and they're masters at it. And they eventually get away with what whatever they're doing. And um, yeah, I don't think any one person really stuck out to me as far as like, oh, yeah, I really like this person. But um, some plot convenience. Yeah, I would say a lot of plot convenience, actually. <laughs> Maybe more than I actually noticed. Well, no, I mean, even the the end of the movie itself oh um, yeah <laughs> that whole the whole climax of the film just not possible yeah so let's go ahead and get into it um we have uh this auction that's going on you know where you know everybody announces how much they're gonna pay for a certain thing and there's this nft that's being sold in this very public place and it's, you know, very expensive. We have uh, Kevin Hart. His name is Cyrus in the film. And he is kind of like a known thief. But they, I guess, never been able to catch him. And Abby is a part of this kind of like um, police organization called Interpol that, I guess, keeps up with Art Thief. And um, she's tracking him, making sure that, you know, he doesn't steal anything. And, um, you know, the auction goes off. Um, you get to see different people in different places that are kind of working with him. And one of them, you know, as soon as the NFT is sold to Kevin Hart, Cyrus, um, the lights turn out and everybody's evacuating. So then... Um, you know, he plays his role, Cyrus, and says to the person who was selling the NFT, you know, I just spent $20 million. You know, I don't want to just walk out of here 
you know, I need my NFT. And then, you know, conveniently, one of his people, um, her name is uh, Misan, but one, one of his friends comes up with him. He's like, oh, I'm going to escort you out of here. And he's like, um, you know, you, we can take you to someplace different, you know, so we can do get this deal done. Dude doesn't really ask any kind of questions. Um, no. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> Almost like he's playing the same character from Spider-Man Homecoming. He's or... a, little, a, little, a little aloof. <laughs> on the gravity of the situation. Yeah. Um, and this character's name is N8, being played by Jacob Batalon. And he has like a mask on, like this golden mask. Like Nobody sees his face. Um, right. up until the point where they get him on this boat. And in this situation, Abby, she's working with Interpol and she's on to him. She's like, I know that, you know, they're trying to steal this thing, trying to steal the, <clears throat> the artist. And, you know, I'm going to track him down. And it's kind of like this big kind of chase in the water on these, um, motorboats and uh they end up getting away and they go to kind of like this yacht um they get the transaction done they give them 20 million dollars and then they just party it up um i'm not sure what innate was doing before this i mean didn't really ask any questions seems like there were multiple days that pass before he finds out who they really are Mm-hmm. But um, he looks at the news and it says that he's missing, or you know, this artist is missing, and he's like, "Oh, you guys kidnapped me?" So no, we didn't kidnap you. You know, we just wanted to buy your NFT. You know, make the value of it go up so we could resell it for a higher price and profit off of it. And the money that we sold you or, or gave to you was made off of the NFT that we sold so really they <laughs> profited a whole bunch of money off of just stealing right make it more elusive make it more sought after and great art is either stolen or the artist is dead so yeah make a little kidnapping or i mean it really was a real kidnapping but the person kidnapped didn't feel kidnapped but i wonder what they would have done if you know, the value of it didn't go up. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Again, plot convenience. I mean, that's like stocks. You know, yeah. all these, you know, cryptocurrencies that people have talked about, but they've just been huge failures and people have lost so much money. That's just like this situation. Yeah, it, it very well could be. I mean, they're betting on a lot here. Um, and, and I will say, at this point in the film, I feel like they talk Cyrus up to be, you know, the best criminal thief they ever was. But throughout the rest of the film, it doesn't really feel like he is. I feel like yeah. he's kind of faking it until he makes it. <laughs> he was cooler before he knew, what, knew him at all. <laughs> and if you look at him compared to the rest of his team, yeah, he doesn't have. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say that. Like, what what's his specialty? Is he just the the talker? He can build a team. 
<laughs> he is Nick Fury among the gods. I mean, even Nick Fury can show off. I mean, he he can, you know, beat up some people, you know, shoot a gun. Yeah, we didn't see we didn't see anything special. Okay. From Kevin Harder. No, from, um from Cyrus. Cyrus. Yeah, I mean, really throughout this film is more about I mean, we're told in the beginning that he's a bad guy, but it seems like from his actions, it seems like he's a caring guy who cares about his team, doesn't want anything to happen to him. But I think it would be more believable if he was a little bit more ruthless. Mm. I mean, because, you know, a lot of thieves are. Even, like, he even has a quote saying, you know, if the mission fails, you know, you either go to jail or head for the nearest exit. And in that situation, somebody might get left behind. I mean, is he going to go and break them out? Or yeah, <laughs> uh, really like this other guy, Denton. Um, he was actually a part of their team, but he was left behind. But I think maybe that was a part of his plan. Maybe I mean he was caught by Interpol um, while they were partying up on that yacht. Yeah, I can't remember if that was one of the things they came back at the end and said was a part of the plan. Oh, yeah, that was more of like, oh, yeah, he said he wasn't going to go into our um, heist, but he actually was still right, there. Right. <laughs> but in this situation, Denton, he gets caught by the police, by Interpol, and they uh, interrogate him. And he kind of plays dumb, but still. I don't. I don't see what his mission was. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, he's kind of like the undercover older guy. I mean, nobody, he's trying to play like an older guy who is, you know, not up to no good. Almost like a, oh, you know, he's not that bad. Like, he'll never do anything bad. Look how weak and fragile Mm -hmm. he is. Right. But he still looks fairly weak compared to others throughout this movie. Even when he is contributing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the most that he does is kind of just, you know, toss something. So it looks kind of, you know, like it was supposed to happen. Right. Like he, he doesn't really do anything special. But, you know, after this whole situation, Abby talks to her boss, which is Huxley, and he has a proposition for her. Um, and of course he thinks that their division of the police are, you know, kind of useless, you know, they go on after art thieves, but (laughs) he's like, I got an actual mission for you. So, you know, those people that you're after, we need to hire them. (laughs) Putting together a team. Yeah. Because we have an even bigger issue where, um, this guy, what was his name? Um, Jorgensen, he is a part of this organization that can, you know, 
cause millions of people to die, cause floods and all these types of things. And they're going to be moving uh, half a billion dollars worth of gold to um, a certain area. And we need to intercept that. So all these things don't happen. So we can't do it legally. So I need you to get these guys that you were just after so they can do it. We'll offer them a plea deal. You know, we already got stuff on them. So they're going to do it anyway. So we can um, stop this whole thing from happening. And of course, she's not with it. Um, and we do find out later on that she did have a fling with Cyrus right. for about a Just week. Just a week or five days. <laughs> five days. They go back and forth in that fact. He's like, oh, it's a business week. <laughs> right. He obviously still has feelings of her that are very serious, even though it was only a week. Um, and she very much is embarrassed by these feelings because he is a crook. Yeah. You know, but, you know, he couldn't get enough. <laughs> right. And he's also seems to be one of our, the, I guess, more respectful thieves in a series. So she gets over it eventually. <laughs> but respectful in what way do you think? Well, he doesn't. He's not very bad. Like, he's a good guy. I get, I get. No, he's not good either. He, he is an art thief, which is bad. But he's not. He's not running like a enterprise. He's low level. And there's a point where he kind of. I don't know. There was a weird point in it where you know. Uh, the agent's partners, like the Interpol office, like, you know, he's really not anything special. Um, we're just using him. Uh, he needs to get a grip. He can go to jail for the rest of his life. He's nothing. You're like, you're not nothing. You're never going to be nothing. You know, <laughs> act like, you know, we're treating you, all this kind of stuff. And he says the word, you know, boy or homeboy, get it together. And it was like, okay. Get your boy. <laughs> yeah, get your, get your boy. And it's like, I see, I see what you're doing. But then we don't touch it again. It's just like, why do we do this? <laughs> it just felt very strange. Thought- and it also didn't help that Kevin Hart just felt like Kevin Hart the entire time. Like, I felt <laughs> like everyone else was acting except for Kevin Hart. <laughs> And which is which is an accomplishment for him because usually he's over the top. Well, yeah, he was pretty laid back in this. Um, Very. I mean, he's like homeboy. Like he was sad, but it wasn't convincing. Um, <laughs> it's still like a plain face, but being sad. <laughs> it was a plain face, and I will say I love his haircut. It's the haircut that's the Kevin Hart haircut because he just has a haircut all the time. But it's perfect. It's a good haircut. <laughs> but the problem with that is, again, it just looks like Kevin Hart. Like it just—it is Kevin Hart. He's but he's crossing over that territory where it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and that's what that he just playing Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So we have Kevin Hart, who's just playing Kevin Hart, but it's a low energy Kevin Hart, which is different. So I guess he is acting, or is he just tired? I don't know. His eyes did seem kind of red. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah i mean it it didn't seem like he was very emotional in this 
I mean, I, yeah. I guess the part where <laughs> Hugsley, um, Sam Worthington, his character, where he was almost kind of like talking down to him. He's like, get your boy. <laughs> yeah, he said something. But then again, like I said, he didn't come back to that line ever. Uh, like, so are we, Home are we doing a race thing? <laughs> are we doing a respect thing? Kevin Hart's, I guess, trying to graduate to a more serious role. Um, but I'm not feeling it. Uh, Homeboy. <laughs> and even when he said that, it felt real weird. Like, like you're trying too hard. He, he was trying too hard. It was like, it, like um, this is the reason the why you haven't gotten as many roles, <laughs> Sam Worthington. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's like it's like the opposite of um, of uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio in Django. You know, he's really selling Mister Candy. And there was a point where he was uncomfortable with some of the lines. And Samuel Jackson said he came up to him and said, say it. Just do it. Uh, we're acting. And so he did. He committed. And it's, it's, it's a great role. Um, and you felt it. But this homeboy line just felt real weird. <laughs> like it took me out of the movie. I felt so strange. Yeah. But Kevin Hart wasn't the one who said it. No, no, he didn't say it. Um, the actor act who said it made it weird, but his response also made it weird. <laughs> Get your boy. <laughs> Get your boy. <laughs> and then she didn't do anything about it. No. Well, I mean, she hadn't fully developed those feelings for him yet. I mean, she still had. Well, it didn't hated matter. Him. All in all, I, it felt really phoned in. <laughs> yeah. Um, not a great acting performance. Um, no. But but some of them really were acting, which made the lack of acting even more apparent. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's part of the recruiting process because um, Cyrus, he wants to back out because the group that they're going after is really big and They've killed a lot of people and he doesn't want to mess around with that or risk his own team. So Jorgensen is, I guess, the guy with the money, with the gold bars. But Leviathan is the group that I guess can cause these millions of people to die. Mm -hmm. But their job is to intercept that whole situation. So, you know, all these people don't die. And this is all Hugsley's idea. Um, but he wants Abby to come along so, you know, they don't get screwed over if things mm-hmm. go wrong. And, you know, they have a timetable and things get, get moved forward because he, um, because they get some intel that they want to make the deal happen even earlier. And Cyrus's whole idea is to get another plane and have it be cloaked so they can, you know, intercept the gold bars and have it shipped somewhere else or shipped to where Hugsley is. And absolutely impossible, <laughs> fast and furious type logic. <laughs> now, 
I haven't seen Fast and Furious in a very long time. Like I, I haven't seen any of the recent ones. Mm. And is this the type of stuff that they do? Yeah, it just stuff that not only unnecessary, but just not logical. The science does not check out. <laughs> Messing with a plane the way they did. First of all, the plane they use, no way it exists. Um, you know, this 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 playboy millionaire's plane with just screens and all kinds of extra stuff. Not a thing. And then covering that plane in metal sheets, um, making it not attackable. Don't buy it. And also flying another plane within like five feet of each other right. under it. <laughs> You're like, oh, uh, the control towers won't see it or whatever. We know a guy who can help us out. But how does that plane not see it? <laughs> how does the plane flying not see or feel that coming up against it? Yeah, I mean, I would think a lot of pressure would be coming up against that plane to kind of knock it off. Knock it off whatever course is, is going on. Right. And the whole heist of how they get things on the plane, like these weapons and the materials that they need to get past um, TSA. How are people able to sneak guns and all that stuff onto the plane? Mm -hmm. Like none of the pilots were in on this. Right. <laughs> Uh, but that's kind of jumping ahead, but a lot of it before we lead up to that point is kind of just discussing what they're going to do, the plan for this whole situation. Um, Cyrus and Abby kind of feeling for each other a little bit more, maybe more Cyrus than Abby, but yeah, he, <laughs> he gets to a point where, you know, he doesn't want to risk his team. He's like, you know, I'll figure it out. You guys don't need to risk yourself doing this thing. Um, but you won't. He's done <laughs> nothing at this point in the movie to show us he has any skill or the ability to do any of this. <laughs> the whole operation by himself? Yeah, he would have died right at the beginning. Yeah, you don't even have a real part in the operation. <laughs> I guess putting together that thing that they were putting together? That wasn't even him. <laughs> I meant like when they went to the bathroom. Right, that, but he he wasn't supposed to put it together. Oh, it was yeah. supposed to be, yeah, it was supposed to be the the officer, but she just messed up. Yeah, so um, they pretty much fake. Yeah, they they fake having sex in the bathroom on a plane, <laughs> so nobody right, tries to more get time, in. <laughs> right to put this thing together, and the fact that they were able to put it together, this intricate thing that was definitely broken, also. Plot yeah, as we're talking about this more, it's kind of going down for me. The rating. <laughs> I mean, it's enjoyable. I mean, I laughed um, and wasn't upset that I watched it, but just you know, as a film, as cinema, not not doing great. No, I mean, I, I think most people could enjoy this. Really, I didn't think it was funny. I I didn't really laugh. Um, I guess the only kind of funny part was the homeboy part. 
but <laughs> and it wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> no. <laughs> supposed to be kind of like a race thing, I guess. Right, I guess. Yeah. That is, <laughs> it's very unclear. <laughs> yeah. Um but we kind of did skip towards the whole heist thing. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. So many people in different areas. Mm-hmm. Um Denton, he's on the plane. Um Camilla is actually um piloting the fake plane, the one that they covered in some kind of metal. Mm-hmm. Misun, she's on the plane with everybody else. Uh of course Abby and Cyrus are on the plane. Um Magnus is in the background somewhere trying to switch out the gold bars. Um who was the guy? What was his name? The one that kind of backed out of it. I forget his name. Even the casting forgets his name. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, kind of he's, barely in it. Even I'll say of the group, he was the least on camera. Yeah. Um, but really, he didn't actually back out of it. He was just given a different assignment to make it seem like he backed out of it, I guess, to trick the audience. But, right, because <laughs> who was he tricking? <laughs> Other than the audience and the interpol officer, which is unnecessary because she's working with them, but I guess they uh, they wanted the gold. They weren't. No, none of it makes sense. (laughs) They weren't following their every move, like listening in on their conversations. Right, because if they were, they would have found out. (laughs) So So there was no need to hide that information. I guess it was only to trick the audience. Yeah. <laughs> um, but his job was just to stay behind and control the um, the gold bars to safely have them fall down to an area where they could pick it up out of the plane. Um, let me see. Uh, Misan is kind of like more the tech person. Um, she kind of sits in the background, but we get to a point where Jorgensen, the guy with the gold bars, his whole team, um, ends up finding out about this whole situation and they hold them hostage, um, bring them back to where Jorgensen is. And he's making a deal with one of the people from Leviathan, which I would think somebody of the status i don't think they ever say her name but um Mm -hmm. you would have more security like where were the people that came in there with her yeah (laughs) but you know she wants the money she wants the gold bars um and he's like uh you know you're not backing out of this deal um and she's right there where they're holding where Jorgensen is holding um, the trio of uh, Cyrus, Abby. Was it Camilla? I think maybe. Uh, It was one of them. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, um, he's holding them hostage saying like, you know, one of them is Interpol and she's like, Interpol. He said, you know what? I'm out of this. We're not doing this deal. (laughs) 
<laughs> and he's like, you're doing this deal. And she's right. like, no, I'm not. And he pulls out a gun and he shoots her. And I was thinking like, it's too much on the line. <laughs> where were the people that were with her? Like, do you not have security? I mean, <laughs> these people are just walking around freely without any kind of backup. Like, I, I thought that was just way too easy for her to just get shot. Yeah. And maybe she's just a messenger. I don't know. Yeah, but, she wasn't the big boss. She was going on behalf of the big boss. <laughs> still. Yeah. Um, he shoots her in the leg. He's like, I'll give you one more chance. You know, we're doing the deal or no. And she just shakes her head. <laughs> he just straight shoots her in the head. <laughs> and she's dead. Um, and this is where the biggest convenience comes in, where, you know, the police come in all of a sudden, they start surrounding them and Jorgensen, he's like, oh, you know, they're the, the culprits, you know, they're on my property, mm-hmm. arrest them. And they're like, oh, nope, um, we have this recording somehow. I don't know if it's like a hologram. But, <laughs> yeah. Cause the, the bottom of the plane can show any image or words and they had these cameras on the plane (laughs) from the mass and the nft they rerouted and they recorded the incident and they did a live beat a a lot a lot a lot had to happen to make that happen um and they just accept it yeah um well i mean it is pretty blatant i mean it shows him shooting the woman (laughs) Yeah, but I would arrest all of them still. Like, this, <laughs> too, this is too much. This is too crazy. This is too much. We need to get y'all in the station. Uh, everybody's everybody's in handcuffs right now. <laughs> yeah, this is I've, too much. It, w- was it Italy or someplace? I, I can't remember. Uh, I think it, that sounds right. Yeah. So I mean, the police are neutral. They're not really right you know in in on this there are these gunshots and things going on playing with now so they're just trying to figure it out investigate and they end up arresting jorgensen because he's caught on caught in 4k killing somebody Mm. (laughs) and then they just let the rest of them go i mean don't really try to question them but i guess you know everybody else from the U.S. show up, so maybe they. But talk even to still, they all did very illegal things. <laughs> and yes, Interpol can pull strings, but they should be arrested and interrogated, and then those strings be pulled. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it looks like they are terrorists on this country. Still. Yeah, I would think so because somebody in the news would get a hold of this. Mm-hmm. Like they, they would try to question some of these people and see what was really going on. Um, in the situation, so we can rewind back to the part where um, Huxley, he's like, you know, go ahead and shoot him down because they're trying to get to the pilot, like see what's going on. And, um, I forgot the guy's name, but he was kind of like more like a side character, but he was on Abby's side and he was trying to say, you know, Abby's still on there. You know, we can't lose her. Mm-hmm. And Hugsley's like, you know what? She know what she was getting into. 
it's a sacrifice that needs to be done, you know, to save millions. And the grand kindness of the universe. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just wondering, have things like that kind of gone on, you know, in real life in, in, in war have things like, um, you know, we're going to, you know, throw away the soldiers lives, you know, give them like an honorable funeral and, you know, tell their families and everything like, how good they were. I feel like it's had to have happened. We're just blame the terrorists, but hmm. kind of bomb that we dropped. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we're going to sacrifice a few to save a million, you know, that type of thing. Right. So, um, I that has to happen. Yeah. Unfortunately, it probably has happened, but yeah. That was his thinking. He's like, oh, you know, she's just one one girl, you know. It's all worth it. <laughs> and he gets to say, well, I knew she'd make it because you're great. So, nothing to about. Yeah, but if they didn't communicate, they would have been blown up. <laughs> hmm. um, but she gets that news that he was going to tell him to pull the trigger. And she quits right on the spot. But not before punching him right in the face. <laughs> right. Now he could have been petty and just be like, "Oh, salt," but you know, yeah, a little bit. That's a crime. Right? <laughs> but he knew he was wrong. Um, yeah. But she quits right on the spot. Abby and Cyrus end up getting together. Um, you know, weeks later, and we find out that the other guy was still in on it. You know, switching out the gold bars and. They actually did steal the gold bars. So mm-hmm. half a billion dollars. They got that. And I don't think that this would just kind of go over just like this. Cause you know, they were able to, you know, get away and do their own thing. And Hugsley, they're acting like, you know, he's the bad guy. Um, he's left with some um painted over silver plates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like wouldn't they investigate that I think they would and I think it's the reward they figured out but if this movie's logic is who you're trusting um, they said that the gold bars are not traceable so them stealing it no one's ever going to know how are they not traceable I mean isn't they just said that I don't know how they <laughs> How they make that fact a fact? They just said they can't be traced. <laughs> no serial numbers in the bars, I guess. I mean, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess gold is always valuable. You know, the dollar may lose its value, but gold will never lose its value. Um, but still, he could probably pull some type of strings to put something on them. Um, you know, maybe that them being exonerated wasn't written <laughs> not just yet um but they kind of just get to ride off into the sunset um abby and cyrus you know they get together um i guess the rest of them get to see their loved ones or whoever was waiting on them that they couldn't see before because mm-hmm. they were on the run um but yeah, um, I don't think there's a lot of depth to a lot of these characters. Um, 
they're kind of just defined by their heist skills. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah, they like the movie pretty one note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I guess Kevin Hart, too. <laughs> and at, to his credit, he wasn't doing the same Jubanji performance or the same and get hard performance you know, or, or the other movies where he's kind of the comedic relief but yeah, he's kind of boring in the other role so I don't know what I prefer more <laughs> so would you want him to be more like maybe like a Batista or a, you know how they're they were well, wrestlers try, some, try an acting range yeah you know try different roles I mean this role seemed like it could fit into any of the roles that he's done before. He just didn't oh, yeah. bring that this same was, energy. This feels like this script was written years ago, and whoever wants it, who wants to be in lead to the movie, can just buy it and just do it because it wasn't that special or unique. Really, it just seems just like what The Rock did last year or the year before, whatever it was. Red Notice. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, almost like a recycled plot, just different people in it. But, you know, got to give him his credit. You know, he's out here making money, hustling um, in all types of movies, building his brand. Um, got to commend him for it. There he was trying. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess he's succeeding. I mean, I'm judging, but he is more famous than me so he's doing something right oh yeah he's doing a whole lot right i mean getting to where he is right now he's doing a lot right i know he's got a lot now, of things he that he does to Shannon Sharp, we'll see ah well there does seem to be a theme here comedians <laughs> and he's just a facilitator of the drama i mean he, and he has ones that are not drama he, he did usher they got way less views <laughs> yeah um but i've watched him for mainly sports mm -hmm. i've only recently watched some of the other interviews really not all of the interviews i mean I, I i saw his podcast when it first came out like when he literally first made it and mm -hmm. um i didn't really stick with it um i've really only seen these past few ones But the thing that I watched yeah. the most, of course, with him is his nightcap with um, mm -hmm. Ocho Cinco because they have interesting conversations and sure. off the wall things. That's just really ridiculous. Um, but I guess it really gets you. <clears throat> it really lets you get to know them, especially mm. on uh, every type of level, <laughs> like sucking toes and. Yeah, Shannon. Well, Shannon said he's he doesn't do that, but Ocho Cinco says he does. Ocho. <laughs> he said the the young guys don't mess it up. <laughs> said they don't mess the game up, sucking toes and eating booty, like that's <laughs> on the first day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's that's too much for me. But um, 
any other thoughts about uh, Lyft before we give it a rating? No, it's a pretty generic uh, heist movie. It's not creative. It's not like Ocean's, any of the Ocean movies. It's, it's very similar to Red Notice. Uh, it just doesn't come off as clever. Yeah, it's the... And I think that's supposed to be what he brings. <laughs> yeah, it's the great value brand, the the Walmart brand. Mm. Um, <laughs> but um, let's go ahead and give this one a rating. So the lowest rating is trash, middle is background noise, and the highest is a banger. So how would you rate the Netflix film Lyft? I would rate it as a very low background noise. It's not trash. It's watchable. <laughs> Stories fine, follow along, um, but just not necessary, not unique. And if you miss something in the middle, you'll feel like you watched the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna give it a mid-level background noise. I think it, you can enjoy some parts of this, um, but it's really nothing special. Um, a movie that you have seen before. Um, a less funny Kevin Hart, you know, maybe a tired Kevin Hart, but maybe it's <laughs> it's got some good moments and some just accepted for what it is type of moments. <laughs> but I think uh, Kevin Hart, he seems like a good guy from what I've seen as far as like what he's shown. Now, what other comedians who have had issues with them? I mean, they might say otherwise, or they might say he's not funny. I mean, I think he's kind of funny. I don't. I don't think he's you know very funny. He's not like my favorite comedian, but yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't pay attention to a lot of comedians. Um, the way that Cat Williams was explaining, you know, all these people about you know, stealing jokes and all these things. I didn't really look into it that much, but mm. it is an art form. Yeah, very much so. Very much so an art form. Um, maybe it can seem easy on the outside, but it takes work. Oh, yeah. I know it definitely takes work, but it's also very subjective being mm. funny. And some things that are funny to me may not be funny to you. Yeah. Um, any other last minute thoughts? No. I, I think that does it for us at Anim Reviews. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which are all linked in the description. And if you want to send us a message, click the message link to get a feature on the show. And thanks for listening. <laughs>